This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The Vikings' magical season continues. Two to go, division rivals on the road to Green Bay, on the road to Chicago, outdoors, in the elements, and trying to find that balance of can you hang on to the number two seed and at the same time get some players nicked up for that all-important first game of the playoffs and we're going to talk more about the purple and get into all of those sorts of things with tom schreier from zone coverage and tom good to visit with you happy new year yeah happy new year yeah tom what a year i mean everything that that could go right for the vikings in Mm -hmm. those victories has gone right yeah, if you're any team that's uh, playing the Vikings and the game's close, you got to be a little bit nervous. I mean, some of it's maybe a, a veteran team or at least uh, some, some key veteran guys there. Uh, some of it might be just dumb luck. Um, but, yeah, the defense kind of bends but doesn't break. And Kirk Cousins, situational man- master with the, uh, with the quieted mind. Yeah, and you, you've got first-year head coach Kevin O'Connell. And other than the – two big blowout losses to Philly and Dallas. And then, you know, the, the loss in Detroit were, were the Lions were the better team that day. I don't think there's any doubt about it. You know, the, the, the Vikings uh, were, were beat fair and square by the Lions in Detroit. But, but other than that, in a bunch of other games, two that definitely come to mind, they had no business winning, and they did, and, and found a way. I start thinking about, you know, is this the old – team of destiny where it's kind of like you know things it, it, really it, it at, yeah. at this point you have to wonder right oh absolutely i mean i think probably that thought starts in buffalo i mean i, I guess you can go a little further yeah, back if sure. you want to but like the fact that you know um uh the press box is situated in one of the end zones on the other side of where the throw was caught and it looked like it, like an arm punt functionally right and like I was like, I don't even know where Kirk was going with that ball. And then you see the replay. And then, and obviously, Justin Jefferson, an amazing player. Um, but like for him to haul that down, literally like a couple plays later near the cold ta- goal line, caught a pass that in any other normal game would have been, you know, the, the highlight of the week. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I think, again, like I, I thought there was something underneath this team. I know 500 record in the last two seasons, but um just the, the fact that you bring in the opposite of Zimmer, right? You go offensive coach from the defensive coach, younger guy, older guy, and just a completely different disposition. Um, and I think, you know, obviously they, they great hire there, right? Coming from the McVay tree and someone who, when you talk about the quieted mind, he kind of, he knows who Kirk Cousins is. He's worked with him before. He understands, like, he'll go through the reads. He's very meticulous. Give him all the information you can. Get him to the line. Have him process all that information. Then he'll go make the right play. So 
um, yeah, just I think a better environment for these guys to succeed in. And it seems like they're just rewarding the hire more than anything else. Like, hey, we'll come through for you at the end. I know it'll be a little little chancy at times, but um, but honestly, the Colts game, as soon as they got the momentum, felt like they were going to finish it off as much as that literally made history. And then with this Giants one, you know, yeah, at the end, 24-24, like you should think like, hey, this is anyone's game. But given who the Vikings are and have been all season, why wouldn't they go beat the Giants on a, on a historic kick from Greg Joseph? You know, there is one thing, and, I, and I've talked about it on these airways during the Mike Zimmer era and all the problems he had with kickers, that mm-hmm. if, if there was going to be a, a changing of the guard, if you will, an attitude and management style, whatever you want to call it, with, with Kevin O'Connell, I felt like it could have psychologically the biggest impact on the kicking game and particularly the place kicker. Because mm-hmm. let's face it, all the people before Greg Joseph, and, and we can run down the list if you want and think about <laughs> I mean, you think about what they spent on Daniel Carlson to get him and then to mm-hmm. cut him loose and have him turn into, you know, one of the three best kickers in the NFL, really, by any I mean, Carlson's been terrific for the Raiders. It, it had to be something because if you're good enough to kick in the NFL, if you have the leg and the ability to do that and get a job in the NFL – then, then there's the intangibles and the mental side of it. And I always felt like the, the kicking problems were as much on Mike Zimmer and how he treated kickers as anything because they all came in in the back of their mind. I screw up, and Mike Zimmer is going to throw me under the bus. Well, yeah, flip yeah. side, now you got Kevin O'Connell and, and Greg Joseph. Is made, it's just a theory, but I, I, I really believe it. No, yeah. I mean, I, I think back, I don't know why I remember this above all else, because obviously there's the Carlson one, you know, Blair Walsh, Kai Forbath or whatever, but Dan Bailey, like, missed a kick, and I think it was, like, the second one in a row in Tampa, and, like, there's this great shot of Zimmers on one side of the sideline, <laughs> Dan Bailey yeah. doesn't even look at him, like, beelines to the other side, and, you know, I think for Zimmer, he was obsessed with defense, right? Defensive mastermind, and it felt like every other component was just something that could take away from the defense. Like, you make a great defensive stand or whatever, the, you know, the kicker should go on the next position and, and kick it in, or, like, the offense shouldn't screw something up and, you know, you have an interception, all of a sudden you have bad field position. And I think, you know, what uh, – I mean, obviously, people are going to pick apart the Ed Donatel hire, but I think one of the things O'Connell's done is not only is he, like, positive and probably someone who's, who's embraced Greg Joseph, um, but Matt Daniels, a special teams guy, he has, like, a – a nickname for all these players. He has a plaque that he put in, in the locker room and was like, it makes them feel special being part of the special teams, knowing that most of these guys don't really want to be there, right? Take away the kicker and the punter and long snapper. And, and um, I think to have a positive guy like that, you know, he said when he was missing extra points, well, we're going to try him from the left hash. He's been hitting the air, been in the middle for most of the season left hash. And I think he last missed an extra point against new England in week two. And then, you know, with the with the kicking, I mean, I'm shocked that he hit a 61-yarder. It's literally, again, historic. It's also out of his range, typically, uh, Greg's Joseph's. But, again, like, I think if you're positive and you get in rhythm with the extra points and you ha- you know the coaching staff's behind you, um, I think there's something to it. I mean, Matt Daniels always kind of equates it to golf, and you're like, of course, that's the analogy. Anyone can go hit a straight drive occasionally, right? <laughs> the best players shank into the woods and then go and birdie the next hole. Yeah, it's just been an amazing turnaround uh, on that front. But I I think if we go back to the beginning, and by the way, Tom Schreier 
uh, joining us from zone coverage. Uh, Vikes, Green Bay coming up on New Year's Day, 325 start at Lambeau. Two to go in the regular season. The Vikings, uh, a surprising 12-3 and uh, this year, wrapped up the NFC North and still have a, a very good chance to be the number two seed in the NFC. Um, the Wolves, when when they decide to get rid of Rick Spielman and Mike Zimmer, I think the writing was on the wall for Zimmer, but they decide to blow it up. Uh, they, they bring in a new general manager, a new head coach, and they felt like, hey, we're not that far away because the conventional wisdom was, all right, you're going to bring in a new GM, you're going to bring up a coach, you, you're going to blow it up. But they, they quickly said, no, no, no. Uh, we're we're going to try and get this thing going on the fly. Mm-hmm. It is is pretty impressive. You you have to give them credit for the way it's turned out so far in twenty two. Yeah, I mean, I think good organizations do that. I think there's something to the culture of it. I think we also know, like, just getting a, a high pick doesn't guarantee that the quarterback's going to pan out. It's not like the NBA where you're pretty certain, you know, one of those top guys can be a generational player. Um, it's a gamble. I mean, they they essentially put money back into the future, right? So if this, if this doesn't work out, you know, and again, it wouldn't have to be a season like this, but you're hoping at least 10 wins, right. For it to, to kind of pay off for them to have faith and kind of um, evaluate this correctly. I mean, I, I understand they're playing a fourth place schedule. I understand it's 11 games or one score. I understand some of these are literally kind of miracle historic <laughs> wins or whatever, sure. but, but I mean, I think they showed the faith in the right players and know that they knew the core wasn't rotten, right? They, there's something there with Cousins. Like, you know, Kendrick still is a capable player. Uh, Patrick Peterson, obviously rel- relatively new, but still has an axe to grind. We've learned Harrison Smith still has something in the tank. You know, I think they looked at kind of the core that they had. And I think these the teams that, you know, I think will build a good culture and, and build a fan base like they have here and stuff they understand you can transition. You can kind of kind of do both at one time, bringing in the young guys, knowing there's so much turnover in the NFL, um, but keeping guys around to say, hey, this is the standard we have, right? That, that they expect, people here expect the Vikings to win. Um, and that, you know, like, because Patrick Peterson's on the team, because, you know, whatever, Harrison Smith, we're going for it. Like, they don't have time on their side. Um, so I think it's a, I think it's a good thing all around. And honestly, had they blown this up, I mean, if you're Justin Jefferson, you go, well, what am I doing here? I'm a guy who's like, yeah, for maybe sure. we'll get 2000 yards. Right. So, so I, you know, I think, I think it's, it's beneficial to the young players as well. Get them in high stakes games, not just, obviously we're talking about uh, regular season games that sometimes probably are a little more interesting than they should be, but get them in the playoffs, get them playing these premier teams and show them what does it take to beat, you know, enough teams to, to get to the Super Bowl. So I, I was on board with the plan. Having said that, like it, they executed it way better than I thought they would. Yeah, a- absolutely. I, I think just a playoff appearance with, with all that changeover, new general manager, new head coach, uh, new coaching staff. Sure. The, the core players are still the same, but to say, all right, you know, we're going to put in new systems, uh, new approach, new attitude, and be able to you know, division champs, and, and who knows where this ends. One other thing that stands out about this team, and I wanted to get your thoughts on it, Tom, as well, is even though there's been injuries and, and there's been games and, and Kirk Cousins has take some, taken some shots, Mm-hmm. My sense is, is that there's been improvement on the offensive line, and you know one of these things, you know, 
going into every season. Well, the offensive line really worries me. It has been better. I think there's been reasonable improvement, and and that that that's been a huge positive. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I, you know, it was weird because I actually, I guess Spielman's drafts weren't as great towards the end, but you always felt like he did kind of mine, you know, the middle of the draft and even late in the draft to find guys. Um, and I never understood why, like why he had trouble with the offensive line. And, and I think, you know, to be fair, some of these guys are Spielman's guys. Maybe it's better coaching. Maybe it's just, you know, functionally it changes scenery. I know they're on the same team, but, but a whole new regime. Um, regardless, it seems like you got five. I mean, the fact that Bradbury's been as good as he is, and it's not like the organization was yep. fully bought in on him. Um, Derrissaw, obviously, you can tell when he's when he's missing. I, I thought it was funny, Delvin Cook, on the on the screen that, that uh, tied the game against the Colts, he said he actually kind of ran out of gas, which is obviously like this world-class athlete. <laughs> but, uh, but um, you know, sprinting down there, and as a Cleveland just goes, it kind of gives him a little boost. And I was like, hey, these guys can make a play down the field too. So, um, it's been huge. I mean, I know Cousins, especially in that Washington game, but he, he's taking hits to make plays. Um, and, and having said that, I mean, this is going to be so vital because you can even go back to week two and like Philadelphia realized, hey, it's really hard to cover Justin Jefferson, but if you go get Cousins and don't give enough time, it doesn't matter. And so um, it's so, so crucial. And, and again, like one of those, you know, it's easy to tell when the receiver does his job well, a little harder with the O-line, but, but I think we can all tell they're a little better this year. Yeah, and, and that that was I- imperative for them going forward. Concern is going forward, and really a final thought, Tom, defensively. And mm-hmm. look at the numbers and, and the fact that they've been mm-hmm. able to outscore teams and, and find a way to win football games. Ultimately, no matter what happens over the next two weeks in Green Bay or at Chicago, you mm-hmm. get into the playoffs, and, and they're, they're going to need to be better defensively that you know ultimately they're going to be able to or or going to need to get more pressure on the opposing quarterback or it could be a very quick out there has to be some sort of improvement in in that area yeah yeah and it's a little hard to decipher because again there's there's so many moving points like the the fact that you overhauled the whole scheme, right? The the fact that, like, he doesn't really have his own guys, but he, he has better. I mean, you should be able to do something, even with, like, a Jordan Hicks and certainly a Harrison Smith or whatever. I mean, you've seen some improvement from Bynum, but, again, it's even hard sometimes to evaluate, like, player development in the, in the um, you know, with what's currently going on. But, yeah, they need to do more than bend but not break. That will – we know this will succeed against the fourth place schedule. Like you, you can kind of hold it close and Kirk go win it. Right. You know, Greg Joseph, go win it. Uh, Justin Jefferson, go pull off a miracle. But I think, you know, we know like there's teams that have just straight up, you know, you talk about the lions. You, you obviously talk about um, Dallas and, and that, that early game against Philadelphia. Oh, yeah. I think, you know, and I think you can look at, I know it's not the playoffs, but I think we got to look at this game a little differently against Green Bay. Green Bay's favored by four, I think, or three and a half. The Vikings have only been underdogs four times. Three of them are the losses. One of them's a miracle in Buffalo. So, you know, like this is a test here. Like, what do you look like out there in Lambeau Field against Aaron Rodgers, who now has some chemistry with some of his young guys and, 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 um, good running backs. Again, we'll have to see who's healthy and whatnot. But um, this is maybe a little sneak peek into like, hey, how would they? Will they hold their own? Because they'll be tested. I mean, they might be even tested by the first round opponent. But again, there'll be teams that can straight up break you, can straight up put up points. We know that. And and so 
yeah, I mean, I don't know how much he can do within a season, but anything matters. The, you can't give up 400 and, and you know, kind of these gash plays and stuff like that. So saw a little improvement against Indianapolis, although Indianapolis is pretty bad. A little bit of a setback against the Giants, which is concerning. However, still have two more games to kind of prove you can get it together. Yeah, and definitely a good test. And Green Bay still in it uh, and still a lot to play for uh, in that New Year's Day tilt, 325. Mm-hmm at Lambeau Field. Tom, good to visit with you. Uh, once again, uh, zone coverage, uh, how, how do people find all the great content there? Yeah, zonecoverage.com. We call cover all the Minnesota pro teams. You can go to zonecoverage.com slash Vikings, find a new piece of content every day. And, um, yeah, a lot of different angles, whether you kind of want to look at a film breakdown, analytics, or just kind of straight up a take and what people are thinking. But um, all wonderful writers here and a lot of talk about with, with this crazy Vikings team. Yeah, and as we move forward, it would be good to visit with you again soon. Yeah, thank you very much. All right, Tom Schreier once again joining us from Zone Coverage Talking Bikes. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.